Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our show. This is your host, Celeste, and you're listening to The Untitled Archives, a podcast archiving the stories and legacies of Lorenzians and folks of the Merrimack Valley. In today's episode, we'll be chatting with Michael T. Michael T. started making films around 2016, beginning to document friends creating art around his own town of Lawrence, Massachusetts, which led him to his love of filmmaking. Michael made his first narrative short film in 2019 titled Boys Will Be Boys and became nominated for multiple film festivals worldwide. In 2020, he made his second short film titled Erica, which was also nominated and selected to be featured on the popular filmmaking hub, No Budge. He recently finished his third short film titled June 22nd, which is currently being reviewed by other film festivals. He continues making films as he prepares to direct his fourth short film, Bailando. Y'all, I've known Michael for years, since kindergarten. We went to the same K through eight school, that's nine years. Some of my happiest childhood memories in school involve convos with Michael, talking about music, movies, comics, and WWE. We reunited in high school as artsy kids trying to figure it out, making artwork inspired by our communities and beyond. Since then, I've been a fan of his work and I've admired his growth over the years. Michael, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing well. You're laughing a little. <laughs> no, it was it was good. It was good. I, I couldn't agree more, you know. It was good. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Uh, I mean, you, you nailed it. Like, you got everything, man, <laughs> uh, down packed. Um, yeah, I'm a filmmaker. I make films. It's something that I started doing probably senior year, junior year in mm-hmm. high school. I went to Greater Lawrence Tech, and I was in the, my freshman year, I was in the plumbing uh, shop, because, you know, the Vogue, it's a different school compared yeah. to LHS, so... You get to essentially choose your focus. Yeah, they had, it's basically, you know, your shops, which, by the way, like, you know, you're mad young, and they just want to throw you in pressure. there. yeah. You have what, like six, seven months to decide like mm. what your career is going to be. Like, like, bro, I just finished middle school and now you just want me to like... Decide on my future. Yeah, like that easily. So like, yeah, I chose plumbing first and then I hated it. Mm. And for whatever reason, like they had the graphics department and I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. A lot of people at the time at the Vogue, they didn't really mess with that shop for whatever reason and I think like the construction shops at a very young age they sell you on how much money you can make Mm -hmm. so when I heard how much money you make plumbing I was like man that's a lot of money and then I remember I had a conversation with uh, one of my mom's like friends one of my uncle's friends he works at like a tech shop and he went to the Vogue too and I think he did tech but he told me, like, dude, do you really want to do plumbing, like, toilets? And I was just like, mm. what am I doing? And then I went to graphics. Because at the Vogue, you get, at the end of the year, you get an opportunity to, like, transfer shops. Okay. And if you don't, like, transfer them, you're stuck there for the next three years. That's, like, just an option that's given to you your first year? Yeah, freshman okay. year. You only get that option freshman year. By the end of that, 
And then I remember, I think it was like the day before the last week of school, I went to the guidance counselor. Didn't tell any of my friends because like <laughs> I was very like, you know, the opinions, like you don't want to get opinions. Mm-hmm. So I went, told them, I was like, can I go to graphics? They checked if it was open. They were like, hey, go. And I think I was, I think it was me and some other kid that like transferred to graphics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So how did your transfer into graphics end up leading you into art making? So in the graphics department, you learn like the Adobe software. Mm -hmm. They teach you how to make logos. They teach you how to print shirts. They teach you how to um, photography. Mm -hmm. It's basically art, like an art class, like art school almost. Yeah. And I think it was really cool that it was like an art school almost that whole division Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know it was a weird time like at the time a lot of people were focused on doing these construction shops I had friends in like metal fabrication like talking about how they wanted to make music or how they wanted Mm. like to draw and stuff and I'm like why didn't you go to graphics and when I went there it felt like it felt like home like Mm. like every time there'd be the academic week I sit there miserable. I'm like, I hate doing, I hated math, hated all that. And then the next week, I felt like it's my town. I'm going to the graphics shop, walking that hallway full of confidence. Like, you could probably talk to all the teachers. Like, I would walk in there with like the biggest like smile. I'd Mm. come in there like, what are we doing today? (laughs) Whose worksheets are we printing for the teachers? (laughs) Like, we'll get this done right now. Like, oh, we're going to print some shirts, but... I feel like I remember this period where you were experimenting with different mediums and with what you're sharing now, I can see how that was kind of reflected in what you were learning at the time too and how you got to spin that and make it your own. Yeah, it was fun. We, we did, we did a lot of things. It was, it was like an art school. Like Mm -hmm. they taught us how to print any kind of format you could think of. We had a dark room, never got to like use it because I think we only had it for a sophomore year and then mm. the IT, it was a part of the IT room and they took it out. It was something very old. But, you know, I got to experience what a dark room was like. Um, I think when it came to filmmaking, it was the photography portion of it all. Um, I was doing really well, learned everything off the Adobe book. Wow. Like, I, they sat me down because it was sophomore year. Like, you yeah. read the book in freshman year. So when I got there... Sophomore year, first day, the teacher goes, bah, throws me the Adobe book. He's like, learn from here to here. And I'm just there learning and everything. I'm like, all right, this shit's easy. Like, wow. it's easy. And um, after that, yeah, like, um, I, he he saw how good I was, gave me a job recording the basketball games. Mm. Is this what introduced you to filmmaking? Yes. Recording basketball games for your yes. for your school. They gave me camcorder, and after school, winter season, did it for two seasons, I think, two, three. Um, I did it after school. I got paid a stipend at the end of the, like, the season, mm. and that was my first job ever. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, I remember Jeremy and Frankie... Um, they saw that I was filming these basketball games and they were like, bro, you should film us one day with the camera. Wow. And I was just like, 
well, I can't use a camera. I can use my phone, maybe. Mm. And then from there, like, we started making a bunch of, like, little vlogs and stuff. A lot of your first shorts that you played with yeah. were all shot on your phone. Yeah. A lot of stuff was shot on my phone. Um, I learned that, like, it's pretty much like a use what you have kind of yeah. thing. I didn't have the money to buy a camera. I would save up. I remember the first thing I did when I got my first stipend for the basketball. <laughs> I bought a, I bought a like record player because <laughs> I wanted to like hear music authentically. Like, yeah, I was that type of person on vinyl. Yes, and then I think the second stipend can't remember what I used it on. It was probably for like a movie or something. Mm. But um, I was. I remember I, I'm trying to like think about memory lane and everything. Um, yeah, we we used my iPhone to shoot. I used the VHS app. Oh my goodness! You remember when that was rolling? That out? was like very popular. Yeah, <laughs> we used the VHS app, and I shot. I just kept filming Jeremy and Frankie after school. Those were um, two friends of mine at the mm -hmm. high school. They were in different shops. Um, I think Jeremy was in carpentry. Frankie was in metal fabrication. And um, after school, we met up. Jeremy had a car. And, you know, after school, we'd roll around. I'd film them on the VHS app because it looked cool. Like, yeah. It was different. And then I gathered all that footage at the end of it, and we put something together, and we called it After Hours. Just mm. on a play, like, oh, after school hours. Yeah. Like, after hours. And, <laughs> yeah, we, I shot that whole thing on my phone, edited it on iMovie. <laughs> Jeremy would come to my crib every so often. We were like editing. Like I didn't know I was doing like a film. Like we were just for me at the time it was like putting clips together yeah. and just making something. Um, well, it felt right. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was really cool. Um, different. At at some point, you know, they approached me with the idea of doing an event, and I was like, Why would we mm. do an event? Like for me, it was just like, Why? <laughs> we could just put this on the internet, call it a day. But they were like, no, 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 let's do an event. And it was a, him. With like a premiere. Yeah. It was Frankie, Jeremy, and a Starlin. A Starlin got involved. And I remember at the time, a Starlin was going to St. John's. Mm. Me and him still kept in touch. It was really yeah. cool because it's different. Like once middle school ended, like everyone split up and it was just like a really In weird, your own lane. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy how you keep in touch with people um, mm -hmm. throughout all that. So they all convinced me, like, let's do an event. And I was like, all right, cool, we'll do an event, boom. <laughs> and after that event, yeah, it happened. Like, a lot of people showed up. I'm like, wow, these people showed up. We, they watched, like, this footage of us just talking. Didn't you even drop merch? Yes. <laughs> we did those shirts in my basement. Oh. Oh and Starlin was the one that did it because he knew how to do all that. Wow. And I knew some of it from, you know, the graphics shop experience. Yeah. And we did those shirts. We had our own little, like, collaborative group with a Starlin and yeah. all of my different friends called Legendary Minds. Shout out to Legendary Minds. Yeah. Um, we did all that and it was fun. Aw. Um, so, I'm... I'm also wondering, like, when it was in this process that you knew you were a filmmaker? After that event. When you called yourself a filmmaker. I believe it was probably after that event. Wow. Um, I saw 
the potential in like like I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time mm-hmm. when I saw that we had an audience and I saw that people really like movies mm-hmm. and I knew how much I liked movies based off like all the Marvel stuff coming out I was really <laughs> invested in that and a lot of other movies too um, I knew I wanted to make movies mm-hmm. uh, I think probably after I did this one short film that was really long and I remember Adriel was the one that recommended me like cause I kept doing these vlog style things and Adriel mm-hmm. was like you should make something with like a story, like a narrative. Hmm. And I remember after high school, I did this small short film and it was um, it was called like IRL, like in real life. And it was me in my room, AC blasting, TV on, and it was a mm-hmm. voicemail. And it was like loosely based off like, oh, what does someone do after high school? And that's how I did it, and then it won that film festival. Yeah. Yeah, the Clout Film Festival, that one. And then this was twenty seventeen. Yeah, around there. Um, I think that was another like eye opening moment. And I remember another friend of mine, uh, Marcus. He was like my uh, Marcus Jimenez. Yeah. He was like my mentor. Like he was the first guy to ever hit me up. Like, hey, um, I have this production company. Here's a budget. Let's make this movie if you want. And I was like, hell yeah, let's make a movie. (laughs) And that was the first time I sat down and wrote something. Wow. Yeah. Everything I've ever done before that was very much like directing, like just like, oh, I need a voicemail. Can you sound like Mm -hmm. someone, like someone telling me to do that, la, la. It wasn't written. It was just like freestyled almost. Yeah. And then we did that film. But I think around that time, that was when I decided, like, I want to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does it feel now, looking back at this progress and to see where you've gone to now, that you're now working on your fourth short film? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Out here getting awards, Michael. Yeah. You're out here getting awards. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's a lot of, it. it's humbling. It's very, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I'm allowed to make these films. Um, it's a lot of work and labor. Like, for the most part, when it comes to, like, your own creative and personal projects, like, people got to understand, like, I'm not getting paid for this stuff. Like, mm. my personal projects, I don't get paid for those. I do those because I love making these films. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing. Like, I don't get money off of them, but I do it because I love these films. It's your art. Yeah, and... It's an incredible journey, like seeing how far I've gotten. Like, I was able to work on. Um, I was a. I was like a health and safety PA on a, like a huge studio production, the Winnie Houston movie, and that was crazy. Like the amount of things, the people I met. Like at that moment, I was like, I'm almost there. And then not even that, but like after that, being able to like step up from like health and safety to like now you're helping on the movie, to like mm-hmm. another movie I got, which you see how like. Wow. It's to the point where like I can't even say anything. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's it's gotten to like this really cool weird place, but it's I like, love that for you. Yeah, I'm so happy to get to see it. I've reached NDA level, like <laughs> like I've seen NDAs now, and it's like all right. So <laughs> I don't know why it just 
It's funny to hear that phrase. Yeah, it's it's like weird. It's not like he's coming up. He's on yeah, like <laughs> DA level. Like bro, when I hear NDAs, I'm like, whoa. Serious. We, we can't talk. He's not gonna spill the beans, yo. He cannot I, spill the beans. I can't. He cannot. I know for me, I say growing up because like I feel like we grew up together. We did. We really, we literally did. Like ten plus years, like. I've I've known you longer than I've known my brother. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the vlogs in which you like started making really documented like what it felt like to be a young person in the city at that given time. Um, And even now I can see like the influence of our community, of our culture in your shorts. Yeah. Um, I think my question for you, Michael, is as a Lawrence filmmaker. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in capturing and documenting our history, whether that be like our, literally our present day history, yeah. um, and why is that important in your work? I think the cool the cool part is when I first started making movies. I think at a young age you don't necessarily care about like impact, mm. and then you know I grew up and as probably like the third short film. June 22nd, um, that felt very, like, like I started to realize, like, I'm putting Lawrence, like, somewhere people have never seen it before. Mm. And I want to be able to continue that because I'm very much huge on realism. And even now, working on the fourth film, we've talked about bringing Dominican culture into, like, this huge thing, like, where we want it full-on displayed. We don't want any of the corny, cheesy, like... Yeah. We want, like, real, raw, like, this is how it really is mm. kind of vibes. And I want to be able to bring that more. Like, I feel like a lot of films right now and, like, Hollywood and all that, like, it doesn't feel real. Like, it feels like a robot wrote these things sometimes. Like, I want to be able to bring more realism and I see Lawrence in a place where, like, there's so much here. And it's like, what, like a seven-mile radius? That's yeah, what they say? Yeah, seven square miles. There's a lot that happens in these seven miles. <laughs> there's so many people, yeah. too. There's so many stories to be told. I know June 22nd was based on, like, I think overall being a teenager in Lawrence. Mm. That high school experience. That story wasn't just mine. It was a lot of people's experience. Like, I remember Jamil telling me, my friend Jamil, he was telling me stories on like, you know, how he'd get into problems and then <laughs> somebody tells me stories about like vans and everything and I was like, somebody has to make something, you know, mm. tell these stories, show different life. I see a lot more realism happening. I'm huge on that. Huge on I don't want to like sugarcoat anything or be fake. Mm. You want the truth? Yes. I very much want things to feel natural and real, like in June 22nd, there's a scene where, you know, the mom does the voicemail. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't put subtitles on that. I didn't want to because, like, you understand it or you don't. Like, yeah, realism is huge for me. Like, I want to give people the real-life experience of what it's like living here. Take out all the rumors and stuff. Like, everybody talking about how there's, like, a lot of violence and all that. Yeah. Like, it's a lot happening here. So much. And there always has been. Yeah. There always will be. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. I'd love to even like take a step back and think about when did Lawrence appear in your life story Ooh. and how your family arrived in Lawrence. 
I was born here. I didn't really realize where I was from, probably not until like, like probably like fourth or fifth grade, I want to say. Mm. Like, you don't think about these things. No. And I felt like at a young age, I would probably say I was kind of ignorant. I, you know, I went to school because I had to go to school. Like, I didn't think about like any of these things. Like, you know, parents just tell you, you got to do this, you got to. Yeah. You don't question it. It prob- I started looking up a lot of stuff about Lawrence, you know, people talking about the mills, the history. Mm. Um, how things happen, and you know the stories, a part of the community. I remember a Starlin. He did a song called Lawrence. I don't know if you remember that. He was very young. Oh my goodness! Did a mixtape. Was um, this while we were in middle school? Was it middle or school? No. It was probably middle school or like freshman year. He did a mixtape, like a whole mixtape. I feel like I remember this. And um, he had a song. I think it was over like a most deaf beat. <laughs> And um, he was talking like Law Town, and okay. and bro, like I remember I made the cover for it and everything. It was like it was like the tower, like the the clock tower, and then I had Lawrence as like the Hollywood look, like the. Oh farm. my god! Wait, I think I yeah, bro. Like I remember that, and that was that was a really eye-opening moment. Like oh. I started realizing where I was from, and a lot of people having were that pride in. too. Oh yeah, nine seven eight, everything mm. like. Everybody kept doing that. I was really tight. Uh, yeah, that's probably when I started figuring out where I was from, seeing all the history, seeing the stuff that hasn't mm. happened before. Yeah. Yeah. What inspired you at such a young age to even want to like look up Lauren's history? Because you know, at some point, you question it. Like, mm. where am I? You know, like, what is this place? Like, what what is this place for real? Like, what am I doing here right now? Like, mm. like what? Who's been here before? Like, mm. like you got to know that stuff. I mean, like, you, as a kid, you know, growing up, you kind of just land. Yeah. Like, you just land. You don't ask these questions. Nothing. You're just here. I never asked these questions. Like, people. I know you sent me some questions about like family and like, I'm like what 24. There's some questions I haven't asked my mom yet mm. at all. It's crazy. Like there's there's a lot of things I probably don't know about the family that mm. I should know. But even then, that's that's like a question. Like when do we make the time to have yeah those conversations? Right. Yeah. Not yeah. every family is is the same in in sharing those stories. Too. Yeah. It's almost like you gotta wait a certain age. Like a lot of things didn't hit me till after high school. Mm. I felt like. There's a lot of questions I didn't ask when I had the chance to. And I think the cool part was I remember there was assignments where, like, they'd offer that opportunity. Mm. But I always felt like that was just assignments. Like, I never mm. felt like that was, like, a personal thing to just know. Like, I remember in eighth grade. No, 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 no. It was seventh or sixth grade. We had an assignment from Miss Cruz, I think. Or it was one of the teachers. And I know Figuereo was like big on like interviews. Yeah, too. we did this one interview where we had to write like a paragraph or something about like our family or something. And I remember I had a conversation about, um, I think it was my grandmother's sister. Wow. Never knew her ever. I think I did, but they only told stories about her. I think she passed yeah. away. But I remember I wrote that paper and I always remember this always. I remember I wrote the paper. I was in the car, she read what I wrote, and my grandma started crying, bro. Aww. Like, that shit was crazy. I was young, too. I was like, why is she crying? Like, yeah. I just wrote this for school. Probably, like, Im- impacted her in some way. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really sweet, though. Yeah. I think at least like with our elders, when they see that we get to like write about them or write about our families, I guess it works as like a full circle moment for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I like movies too, because mm. I get to make these movies and like people will get things out of it. Probably remember something. Yeah. And they live forever. Like you can always go back and watch them. While you say that, like things get to live forever. Yeah. Are those shorts of yours from your high school years still available for yeah. folks to watch? Oh yeah, I. There's not a doubt in my mind. I'll never. I'll never delete those. I know certain things. There's probably stuff in there that like didn't age well at all. Yeah. But like, I feel like that's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Everyone has those moments. I know a lot of the stuff that I've done. I want to keep that. And like, if I ever get the opportunity, like, let's say like. I should download them, like, just to keep them. You really should. Um, Because you never know, like, the internet could go out or something. <laughs> and, like, some there's always archive people. And Hey, I'm always here. Oh, yeah. Willing to accept any of the films that you'd like to donate for our archives. Dude, I'll give you a whole hard drive of, like, everything. And you guys could just... Keep keep it, like, stored in our space. Come here once a for year. For the future. <laughs> Of Lawrence to come and see whenever they're they're interested. Yeah, filmmaking in Lawrence too. Like the history is very. I don't think it gets talked about a lot. I know I just learned about an actress named Thelma. Thelma Todd. Yes. The from the silent film era. Yes. A Hollywood actress. I've been she wanting was in to go. Several films. Yeah. yeah. I've been wanting to go see the. I know they have like a like a I, museum thing at the. Um. I so at the Heritage State Park, yeah. the theater is the Thelma Todd Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. A couple years ago, the friends of the park were able to like create like a little plaque about her yeah. right over it. She. I think they do actually have a couple of the shorts. Um, if not, you could probably even find some of those films online now. She's done a lot of films. But she had been in. She was like. That girl in the mm-hmm. silent film era, and yeah. then she tragically passed away. Yeah, low key. Um, I think she's like related to like Julie Todd. I heard. I yeah. heard. I heard. <laughs> I think Gladys told me this whole thing. Yeah. Like we had a whole conversation about it. I heard about that. I'm really interested in like diving deep in that. Yeah. And yeah, I I always never I'll never forget. Um, I tell people this every chance I get. The Little Woman movie. Oh my gosh. Greta Gerwig. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right when the movie starts. Yes. An iconic, iconic way to start a film. Running down City Hall, like around there. Yes, on Common Street. Yes. Literally Common Street. I met people that worked on this movie. Oh my goodness. And when you talk to people that work on these <laughs> movies, they're just like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> like so casual. Like. But like to me, it's like, you don't understand what you just did. Like. It was in our city. Um, yeah. I I will say this, and this is going to be like my fangirl moment. Yeah. One, I love your reviews. Thank I, you. I, li- <laughs> I live, laugh, love for your reviews. And when you had shared that that opening scene was like shot in Lawrence, yeah. I was like immediately watching it. I literally rented it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I rented it, watched the film, Fell in love with it. 
I think I lit. I literally got a subscription to a streaming service Ugh. just to rewatch the film. I felt so like I fell in love with the films. I ended up watching all of the other films. Watched like a mini series on mini on Little Women. Yeah. But that by far is like the best adaptation out of all. Yeah. Out of all the films that are out there, and I literally like. Went to Concord, Mass. Yeah. with my mama. That's so cool. We went to the Louisa May Alcott house. That's so cool. And then I bought the Little Women book, oh. um, shot by Greta. Yeah, like I have. I'll have to share that with you at some oh, point because yeah. it has a lot of like stills from when they had sh- shot those Lawrence scenes. Yeah. and then it'll give you like a guide of like where things were shot here in Massachusetts. Yeah. specifically, yeah. We were probably like what? In, we were like in high school when they were shooting that. I think so, or maybe like the year after we had graduated. Yeah, I um, get it. I get it really confused with the Ben Affleck. Yeah, movie did. the Ben Affleck one. I I I vividly like remember like taking the bus to school, yeah. and then the week that they were shooting it, like the bus had to take an alternate route. Bro, my <laughs> teacher pulled a prank on me because he didn't come in that day because he works. Oh my goodness. He works for um the city taking pictures and I was convinced that day he didn't come to work because Ben Affleck was down there <laughs> and um, I remember he called in and he was like yeah I met Ben Affleck lying like oh my being mad funny um, fun fact um, a lot of people come to Lawrence to shoot because it's cheaper and um, wow. it's a period like it's a period piece if you're mm-hmm. coming because we have a lot of old buildings here so whenever there's a period piece, like the Ben Affleck movie or Little Woman, they come here because everything's still here. Yeah. That's oh. why they came down here because it's a period piece and it's cheaper to not like, not build everything mm-hmm. like naturally and everything. Everything's already built here, so they come in to shoot here. I hope that we can continue to see this space used for film sets. Yeah. They, um, they did. Um, didn't they also do Proud Mary? Down there, Island Street. Yeah. I remember that. I think more so, I had this surreal moment last year where um, they used the Vogue parking lot for like a base camp for a movie. Oh. I was on this movie and it felt so like weird because it's like, you ever have like those timestamps of like life yeah. where you're like, I went to school here and now mm. I'm on a movie You're set. You're working on a movie set. In my school parking lot. that parking lot. And they, wow. they had lunch inside the school and everything. <laughs> I wasn't there because I was in the office, but like, wow, it's weird. It was a really weird experience. Probably like a little full circle moment, yeah. seeing how your past comes. That was tight. Wow. <laughs> I know we've been talking a lot about Lawrence. Yes. Um, but what is your favorite space in the city? Ooh, I wrote something down for this. Um, uh, so I wrote, it's between El Tayel, the cafe, here, Elevated Thought, and Island Street. So mm. this is what I wrote. El Tayel Arts Cafe was the first space that opened me to the arts world in Lawrence. Went to a show Fran Diego put on. I remember Adriel was rapping. I think you were there too. I think it was the first heat. Yes. Um, it was very eye-opening that night. I felt like I was in a space that was so brand new and it felt like the beginning of something. 
Um, for Island Street, I wrote, it provided events and spaces for artists. All the first projects I've ever done were on Island Street. Wow. My most recent short, um, June 22nd, we had the production, the quote-unquote production offices on Island Street. That's where all the act, like, we'd come in every morning. It was a f- three-day shoot. Those three days, we'd come in every morning on Island Street. The actors would come in, get dressed. Wow. I'd be in another studio space. We used Adriel's, and I had one at the time. Yeah. We would use both of those studio spaces, the one for the actors. It'd be their green room, and then there'd be, mm-hmm. like, this, quote-unquote, production office where me and Stalin would come in in the morning. <laughs> He'd be writing his stuff down. That was, like, the very first production office. Yeah. Um, it's a very different place now. I know they're building a lot of stuff over there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a like I felt like at that time, probably like what 2016 all the way up to like 2019 before the pandemic, it was very art based. Now it yeah. feels very businessy. Yeah, like I, there's a lot of businesses there now. I had this conversation not that long ago. Yeah, um, with another guest, and we spoke about how there has been like a shift in like who is in these studios. Yeah, like it. It's also a great thing to see, like, businesses thriving in our community. Yeah. But I vividly remember there was a period where, like, it was, just it was art. all artists. And there were, like, open studio yeah. events there where people would get studios. to, like, see that. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, a lot of inspiring conversations at that time. Mm. Like, people would come into the studios or we'd go into theirs. And, like, really random conversations. For Elevated Thought, I wrote, it provided a space to show off the skills I had. I remember Wilfred, he was mm. the one that brought me in. I remember at the time, I don't think I had a job. And, you know, I remember he saw how good I was editing and putting videos together. And I guess he told, like, Elevated, like, how good I was. Yeah. And then for, like, probably two or three years, I was just editing and putting together videos for Elevated yeah. Thought. And I was just pumping videos like I don't even I've guaranteed done at least a hundred videos for Elevated I wouldn't doubt it I I feel like I would come here every day after like college when I was there for a brief time come right after class here sit on the computer and I'd be here till like everyone leaves just editing a video oh my god what a time yeah I I also wrote um I found a love for documentaries here and it felt wow. like film school kind of here. Whoa. Um, How so? It was a vi- like I was documenting a lot. I recently mm. just did a documentary about um, uh, a model, and um, it was Arlene and my friend Ariana. Ariana used to come here too, mm-hmm. and um, she does she does a lot of costume work for for my film sometimes. And um, I came up with this idea because Arlene, she was the model we did. We did it on because I was like, oh, she's gonna be my next film. So we're gonna put a documentary together because she's a model. So I mm. wanted to put her and Ari in a room. I brought Mav in too as a photographer, and mm. we shot the whole thing like upstairs. And that was the first documentary, like personal documentary I've done. Wow. Like on my own, like I was like, let's do this documentary, and it was great. I had, there's like a cut. We're still working on it. Okay. I really like documentaries. Mm. They're really cool. I like watching them, too, depending on the story. I enjoy watching them as well. Yeah. I'm getting through a really funky... (laughs) I don't even know if this is considered one, but I'm watching um, Our Universe on Netflix. It's narrated by Morgan Freeman, who can forever play 
God. Oh, that sounds really cool. Um, but it explores like the Big Bang and a whole lot of other funky stuff and how it's all connected in the animals on this planet. Yeah, that's on the mouthful. It's pretty nice. It's a it's a nice watch. His voice does it. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Um, but yeah, like, what was it? It was... Your favorite space. Yeah, it was Elevated, El Tayel, Island Street. Those are like mm-hmm. my top three. I don't know if I could count my house, but like, <laughs> there's a yeah. house. I've lived there like probably my whole life, but the house too. Mm. Yeah, I want to ask, I know you've shared a couple already in our conversation, yeah. but what's a Lawrence memory you hold dear? Oof. Ooh. Um, I remember at the Yale, 2016, there was this open mic. There's this picture. I got to find it. <laughs> There's a picture. Everyone was there. Like, I swear to you, like, any person you know from, like... The like, scene at that time. The scene at that time, everyone was there. And I think, like, most of us went outside gathered around and took this huge picture. I remember sitting on the ground. Michelle was next to me. I remember Jeremy, Frankie, everyone was there. Everyone was there. And I think there was this other open mic. A lot of open mics. Um, (laughs) Shout out to El Tajer open mic. Like, there was a lot of open mics over there. And I remember I took my mom to one once. It was like, wow. I think it was after, they had the gallery. The There was a gallery, Um, not, not like a gallery. It was a gala, gala. Ooh. It was a gala. I can't remember what gala or why was I in this gala. But I took my mom to this gala. And then I was like, let's go to El Tayel. And she's like, she was like, to walk down the street, like to Essex Street, like over there. Because she's like, mm. and that's the El Walk, which she went anyways. We went, took her to El Tayel. She saw everything. She looked like. She was so lost. She saw so many people saying hi to me and everything. Aww. And I wanted her to see that, like, because, you know, you know, Dominican moms, like, they, they know you're going outside and they don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ma, this is what I'm doing. Like, this you good. Um, yeah, the event, the first event at El Taller, I remember when we were setting up the event, too, Alyssa stopped. Um, Alyssa, at one point, after we announced that we were going to do the event at El Taller, or she overheard us. She stopped us. I still have this footage. It's like this little camcorder footage she sent me and everything. She stopped me, Jeremy, and Frankie, and I think Starlin was with us too. And we just, she asked questions. She asked us questions for like 10 minutes. Aww. 10 minute clip. She was like, you guys are making a, an event upstairs, movies? They've never done that here. And she asked us mad questions like about our lives. Aww. I remember that. A lot of core memories at El Tayel. A lot of that. That was probably some of my favorite stuff over there. One of the gems that we have in the city. Yeah. Uh, El, El Tayel is like, if anything art-related is coming out from here, it's at El Tayel. Mm. They've kept that down packed for years. Michael, we've talked a bit about our past and some something about our future. Yeah. But what does the future of Lawrence look like? Whether it's just as a whole city, maybe the future of filmmaking in Lawrence. Yeah. What's your like idealized version of the city? What would you like to see? I think the future. I I always think like right now it's like in this weird transition phase because mm. there's a lot of new apartments coming out. Yeah. I want to say like it's like like it reminds me a lot of Brooklyn because. Hmm. 
when I first went to Brooklyn, it felt like, like I, I, made, I make this like, I say where it's like 50% or like 30% like gentrification coming in. Yeah. And it's like, it's like loading, like, like a loading phase. Cause, loading. Because you go, you go to Brooklyn and like you could see that the original Brooklyn's still there. And then you walk by to like this other street and it's like these random Completely huge different. modern apartments. And then luxury. Luxury, the little like avocado toast, like manual computerized cafes. Mm. And like it's in that weird phase, I think. It's a really weird phase. And I hope it doesn't change like crazy. I think we should definitely keep a lot of the original stuff still. Mm. I mean, I get it. Like, there's, people are always like, there's money to be made. We have all these empty mills. We could turn them into this, make money, yeah. money, money. I hope they don't just tear shit down to just tear it down. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope they understand that there's definitely history in certain in yeah. certain spaces and they keep that and there's beauty to that yeah and um uh, my idolized version of the city is you know a lot more creativity i see a huge class of like artists right now that are like doing the thing and it's incredible like i can't just applaud myself there's like a ton of other people to applaud to i definitely see something big happening like a huge massive thing happening like whether it's like someone doing some really historic stuff in the music scene, Mm. film scene. I feel like everywhere I go, like the more places I go and the more places I tell that I'm from Lawrence, they're going to get curious, want to come and see what's going on Mm. over here. I hope we get a movie theater again. I'd love that. (laughs) I know one thing I'm really jealous of is Lowell. (laughs) <laughs> because they have the Luna Theater. Yes, they do. And it's in a mill. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, we should have something like that. Like, that'd be really sick. I don't know how to do that. If there's investors, if there's investors, <laughs> if there's people with money that want to bring a theater to Lawrence, if you need a programmer, if you need someone to talk to other people in the industry... I'm here for you. Um, Contact Michael T. I really want a movie theater here. Um, I've seen success ideas. Mm-hmm. I'll do a whole pitch deck for this thing. Like, <laughs> let's make this happen. Like, I I think it should happen, like, and we have the space. Like, bro, showcase. They bought that space out. They haven't done anything with it yet. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there, and like I've heard, like plans. But bro, like, Nothing. if you're gonna buy a space, at least make me feel like you're gonna use it. If you're just gonna tear down a movie theater, mm-hmm. and also, I know that I don't even think they even changed anything inside it. Like, I don't think nothing's been changed in there. I oh heard the power still running in there. Stop. And like, like, bro, like, just open another theater. Get AMC involved. Honestly. Get Showcase. Let's open a whole like community theater. Investors, <laughs> investors, you know. Come um, talk. <laughs> yeah, like, I also want to see a lot more filmmakers. Mm. I think with me, I think with me, I haven't heard, like, huge success stories when it comes to um, the area of filmmaking. 
Mm. I don't think I know anybody in like the Lawrence, like in Lawrence, that has sat there and gone like, I've directed movies for Hollywood or like mm. I've worked in Hollywood and I'm from Lawrence. I want more people a part of that, more filmmakers. Yeah. The, I think there's a demand for it too. Like I want to do workshops. Mm. I want to create like a class of filmmakers. That'd be dope. You know, there's a lot of movies being made here too. Like, yeah. Like I know if there's like a top four, like I know it's LA, Atlanta now, New York, probably Boston now. Mm. A lot of people come here in the summertime to make their movies because, like, you know, we got that tax incentive. And, like, people come down here to do the movies. And, you know, I hope they keep the mills because, like, they're coming here to do period pieces sometimes. Yeah. It would be a shame if someone came down here to do a period piece and they can't shoot it because there's, no more there's this giant skyscraper in the way of a mill, like... <sighs> Like, mm -mm. bro, like, you know, keep it authentic. Like, I love Lawrence. Like, yeah. this place, like, I tell, being a star, I always have this conversation. Like, would you ever move anywhere else? Like, my whole thing is, listen, I'll go somewhere for, like, a year, two years. But at the end of the day, I'm coming back here. It's home base. Like, I'm coming here. Like, that's, that's how I'm going to operate. Thank you for sharing all that Lawrence love. Yeah, I love it here. Like, I get so disappointed sometimes because I'll go out, like, recently, I go out to, like, other things, and then I hear someone's doing a music festival with, like, all these artists, and I'm like, I can't go. I'm not here right now. Like, damn. Mm. But, you know, I get really happy, too, hearing that there's other filmmakers here because... Yeah. It it took it took some time like mm. it took some time to find my people like going to Boston and seeing that I want more people from here like reach out or help make a film. Mm. It's time for the filmmakers to connect. Yeah. Collab. That's what we need here. I want to make a more filmmaker films. club. <laughs> yeah. Workshops, all that. Yeah. We need to bring back the film festivals though. Yes. Um I wanna do that more. I wanna do I wanna do movie nights too. Yes. I know, um Ooh, I had to Yeah. Um I was talking to um Gladys when she told me about the Heritage Center. Um when Gladys told me about the Heritage Center, I was trying to see if they could do movie nights there. Honestly, I want more of like local films by lo like local filmmakers to yeah. be played there. Yeah. And I had worked there for a short time. That's why I like love yeah. that space. Um and I I just remember like around the time when you were releasing your films, I was thinking like this is such a like sweet space that could oh, have yeah. local films. Yeah. And now like I think back then we didn't have such a huge outreach for the film festivals. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now like I know a lot of filmmakers, and I want to bring them over here. There's a like, need for it. Like, there's a lot of people out there making really good movies about, like, you know, the Massachusetts area. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people, they could come down here and be like, oh, let's make a movie here. That's my plan. I want to bring more movies here. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. All right. We're going to take a quick break.
to test, test. I think we're good. Um, Michael, we asked you to bring in some photos for our archives. Yeah. Please describe some of the photos that you've shared with me. Okay, so um, I would like to mention that you told me to bring in, what, three to four pictures, and I brought, like, you way a, more. You bought a box full of photos. Yeah. Like, last last night, I, I didn't have time to, like, go through them, so I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm bringing this box, and we're about to, like, dive in, <laughs> like, big time. Yeah. So right now, you're flipping through a photo album of yeah. Instax mini photos. I feel like... It'd be very important to talk about this one. Okay. Um, it's dated too. Let me pull this out. I'll pull it out. I don't know if like it'll disintegrate. <laughs> um. So to describe this picture, it's a picture with me, my friend Frankie, Xavier, Pablo. I think Jeremy took this picture unless he's in the car. I'm like my vision right now. And um, Lisa's in this picture. And um, as you can see, there's a car. We're all leaning against the car like it's a prop. Um, We're doing very, like, you know, Frankie's leaning down, like, kneeling on the ground, posing, like, um, like, you know, those, like, really, like, old 90s poses. The squat. The squat with the, like, very meaning, like, the meanie look. And then you got Xavier on top of the car with the headband on. And Paolo's on top of the car, and then Lisa's inside the car, um, you know, with her hand hanging out of the winch, the window. And then I'm leaning, like, next to, like, where you put gas into the car, and I am wearing a Def After shirt. Shout out to Adriel. And um, I'm wearing some shorts, and I believe those are Converse or New Balance. Can't really tell. My vision is not the best at the moment and um yeah this was taken according to this picture june 22nd of 2016 Mm. this was the very first day this was like near xavier's house this was the very first day we all hung out um i believe we were supposed to go to the beach that day or they went to the beach and i didn't um, and I think we went to Boston that day too. Wow. Um, we didn't have school that day, I think. Or we did, no, we didn't. I think, or did we skip? I can't even remember. We either skipped or we didn't skip. I can't remember. Maybe the summer. It was summertime by yeah. then, possibly. We went to Boston. Um, we went there briefly. And then I remember someone had to go home. The minute we got there, someone had to go home. You know, the whole mom situation, oh, wow. like... Come back, come home. Mm. And like, the minute we got there, Jeremy was so mad. I remember that. He was so mad because like... He had to drive y'all. He had to drive us. We get there, we're in the tunnel, we bought a fine parking, and then we had to bring this person back home. (laughs) I'm not going to say who because I feel like that'd be like exposing them. They're not in this picture because this was before we picked them up, but... um, (laughs) Uh, if you're listening to, to this, uh, I hope you know who you are, but I'm not going to expose you because I'm very kind like that. And um, yeah, that was a really memorable day. Um, this picture was inspiration for my third short film. No like promo, promotional or anything like that. <laughs> but yeah, this picture inspired the film a lot. Um, 
You know, this was like a regular day in the life for like a teenager in high school. Like, mm-hmm. you had that one friend with the car. We went out, and um, yeah, we were hanging out. This is one for the books. I really like this picture, and not only that, now there's like a whole short film attached to it, so that's pretty tight. This is like the adaptation of the short film. Yeah, there's that picture. Um, there is another picture attached to this. It's more up close, and um, I could probably mention it. I'll just talk about it um, since it's already there. We took another one, and now I want you to imagine it is the same car, and it, it's taken selfie-wise. This is a Polaroid picture. It's taken in a selfie direction. Frankie was holding up the camera. I'm not in this picture. Frankie is. Jeremy is. He's doing a very um, 2011 like light skin face. Very like new boys, Chris Brown kind of face. Um, the eyebrows. Then Lisa's in the car. Lisa's in the car uh, wearing a cap, uh, you know, smiling. Then you get like half Apollo's body still sitting on the car. I don't know where Xavier is. I don't know where I am. Um, but yeah, there was that picture that was attached that we took that same day. And um, I think Xavier put under it, he put 9899. I think the reason why he did this, and I remember why he put that number, he was like, yo, bro, so then, you know, a couple years from now, people are going to think we took this picture in the 90s. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That sounds crazy. <laughs> and I remember I took that idea and we still ran with it. There's for the a, rest of the... Yeah, for the rest of the, like... The photos the that photos, were taken that day. They all say 98, 99, 98, 98. So, like, in reality, we took these in 2016, but, you know, and we took these in, like, yeah, we were just faking the whole year stuff. It was funny. Mm. Um, so I just keep rummaging and just picking out pictures, or do you, you want to talk about anything? Look at this other pile. Yeah, and then you could just, whatever, we're just rummaging through. I'm trying to, like, keep saying stuff so, like, it doesn't go quiet. <laughs> Um, ooh, there's these ones. This was another day hanging out. Jesus. Um, I have too many. Like, there's there's a lot of pictures here to talk about. You want to talk about this one? Okay. So, there's this purple Polaroid I'm holding up right now. And Celeste's in this picture. Uh, Xavier's in this picture. Pablo's in this picture with, I believe, a photo of himself. And Jeremy's in this picture. And I think we were at, yeah, this was at Carolyn's house. I think Carolyn took this picture. This was, um, you guys are all sitting on a stoop. Um, and I think either Carolyn or I took this picture, can't remember. But this was the first time I met Carolyn. And I think that'd be a nice transition to... This other picture. <laughs> and this is Carolyn. She's in this picture. Xavier's in this picture. And I believe... I don't know what he's doing in this picture. I feel like... I don't know. You could probably describe that better than me. He's <laughs> messing around with the skateboard. Yeah. Um, oh, there's also this, like, really cool picture of Carolyn. Like... 
right in front of a bodega near our house. This is really cool. Aww. It's almost like a timepiece. I think that was taken on Lawrence Street. Yeah, Lawrence Street. That was a really cool picture there. Can So now we're going to move on to some um, yeah. 35 millimeter prints. Yeah, we can talk about those. Uh, share this one with me real quick. Okay. Um, I believe this picture was taken at an open mic at El Tayel. I'm wearing a yellow hoodie. At the time, I believe that piece I'm holding belongs to Wilfred? It does. I haven't seen... Have you seen the full piece done? I think that was a work in progress for, for some time. I can't remember. If it might have still been when you exhibited it. To Wilfred, wherever you are, or like if you listen to this, and you see this picture, please let me know what happened to this piece because I'm holding it and I feel like I have a right to know like if you finished it or not. <laughs> um, I'm holding his piece very proudly and um, Leda's next to me to the left. Like half of her face is in this picture. She's holding a pink iPhone. There's a, a composition notebook on the table. I don't know if it's mine or hers. I do believe later she did have composition books, right, of her poetry. Mm-hmm. And they were very like stylized, I remember. So it could be hers. Can't remember. Um I'm wearing a yellow hoodie and I remember at this time I was wearing I was wearing these yellow, like very just colored hoodies, like like very primary colors. I was testing my fashion skills. Um Mustard yellow hoodie with no design. It was very cheap. It was like 12 bucks. Hmm. Saving money, living better. And um, I I think I have, bra- yeah, I have braces in this picture. Um, I have a little small afro. And um, I look really happy here. I'm just sitting down at El Tayel taking this picture. There's a lot of people in the background. It's too dark to tell me like who's who, but... I think Mike Hale, Queen, yeah. and then... You can see a part of Julie Todd's face. Yeah. I, all standing back there. Yeah, I should put Flash on those. Did you use Flash, right? <laughs> For some of them, I did get to. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know who that is. That looks like Francis, but I don't know if it's his. Um, yeah, I see Michael. Yeah, Wilfred, I need to know what happened to this piece because this is incredible. Is that like Lawrence? Yeah, it is. Dude, that's a water tower. And then there's like moons. Yeah. That was a really sick piece. But yeah, that's that picture. I explained it the best way I could. Is there any other pictures you want me to like talk about? Uh, yeah, this picture here. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, um, this was... At the, what's that park called? Do you remember the name of this park? I think that's the Miserville, right? Yeah, Miserville Park. Skate park's there, basketball court. It's like a joint thing. Um, one second. They were playing basketball this day. It was, I believe it was Daniel, Hector, Alex. Uh, I think that was a friend of theirs. I don't recall who it was. They're playing basketball at the Miserville Park. Um, I believe Hector is shooting a jump shot and Daniel's running for the rebound 
And Alex is just staring at Daniel running for the rebound. I don't know if he was playing defense. And then their friend is just looking at the ball go up. And um, in the background, you can see a bunch of, like, trees. It was very summertime, like, saturated. Mm -hmm. I really like how Lawrence looks in the summer, right? I do, too. Like, it... I do, too. Like, sometimes I just want to walk outside. Like, I don't want to drive. Mm. Um, I miss walking around the city. Yeah. I feel like we did that a lot during those summers. Oh, yeah. I remember I walked all this stuff, like... I had no problem about it either. I walked one time to um, Salem from my house. I still don't believe it. <laughs> I still don't. To the comic that. book shop that was there, but now like it's at the mall. And I I went there and I didn't walk back. My aunt picked me back up, but like, dude, that was a time. That was a good time. Um, but yeah, that was the picture. Sorry to sidetrack, but um, yeah, it's very like saturated a lot of mm-hmm. colors and um good old basketball that was cool and this last picture this one right here yep ooh it's Erica it's a picture of Erica in Pintura Studio on Island Street well it was Pintura Studio on Island Street Pintura's pieces were marvelous and um very colorful and Again, I like using the word saturated. It's like hugely saturated. Imagine like a lot of like mixed media art. Um, you know, there's a lot of pink. Super colorful. It is a pink, uh, I believe that's Cameron and a Dipset piece. And then on the left, there's a Lil' Kim piece that's mixed with uh, yellow. It's another piece Pintura did. I wonder what she did with those pieces. She probably sold them, but those are really cool pieces. Um, You see Erica here. Uh, She's very fashionable. Imagine like a yellow raincoat jacket and this this T-shirt with a lot of like, like, um, what are those called? Sculptures, like Mm -hmm. Roma sculptures. Um, She's wearing these peace earrings. Um, she has the uh, like four hair clips, like two to the left and then two to the right, and she has the red lipstick on, and um, she has the glasses on, and she has her hand, I mean her whole like elbow on top of like this like wooden ladder that's very small, and um, yeah, she's posing. She's um, what do they call it? Serving. Yes. She's serving. <laughs> uh. With yeah. her hand resting on her chin. Yeah, she's serving. I hope like anybody listening, like they can imagine what the pictures look like. They will be able to find them on our like drive. Oh. Slash links. So. Oh, that's tight. I get to see the pictures. Yeah. Um, Michael, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing yeah. your story with us, your art with us. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. I love these podcasts. Please continue telling people stories. I'll definitely tune in. Aw, thank you. I'll be here listening. I love hearing stories. (laughs) I have fun listening to them. I will. And everyone have a good evening, morning, night. Yeah? We love Lawrence. Peace. Hey, gentle listener. Thank you for tuning into this episode. 
If you'd like to view the photographs and learn more about this work, please visit elevatedthought.org or the link in our show notes.